0: Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. This is episode 180. 180, we are charging hard into year four. its It's been a blessing and it is my honor and privilege to lead these stories and share the stories of those men and women, the servant leaders that are out there making a difference in the marketplace, in their communities. And I have an amazing woman, entrepreneur, business owner, president, financial coach, really in a nutshell, as well as a mom who is making a difference in the lives of so many and especially in the world of money. And when you say the word money, there's so much that comes up around that. But this person's really making a difference and I'm so honored and excited to have them on. Elizabeth Dawson, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: So uh, I know that you actually uh, launched your own show recently. Yes, which yes. Is really cool. I'm excited to talk a little bit more about that. Yes, but before it's ways, we... to money, so.
1: ways to love your money.
0: Ways to love your money. Okay, yeah. folks, write that down. If you're driving, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but ways to love your money, we're gonna dig into that. Okay. But let's back up a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. what's your background? Where are you from? Where'd you go to school?
1: Well, I was born up in Riverside, California, if you can believe that. Okay, and, uh, When just I was at the four street. years old, uh, family moved down here to San Diego. I've been here ever since, so okay. uh, I'd, I'd say I'm kind of a native, if you if you think that counts. I think at four. Yes, yes. Uh, grew up in East County. I went mm-hmm. to um, you know for high school. I went to Santana High School and Christian High School. And right on. My kids went to Christian High School, and um, you know I went to I started out at community college and then went off to the American College where I got my finance and uh, banking information and. And all that knowledge that I have under my belt, and yeah. so much more, because it never stops.
0: Right. Yeah. What What was it that inspired you to get into this business?
1: You know, it's an interesting story that you ask because yeah. uh, prior to coming into this industry, I was w- with Nordstrom for ten years okay and I was I started in in sales I was you know retail kind of junkie if you will Uh, I I loved uh, fashion I loved all of that and uh, I was very motivated very driven about it and within Nordstrom within that culture you can actually let's say rise up but you can actually move up within the company within the culture and uh, they they support that Um, so I start out in sales Uh, I I had been a manager for another retail store before then they recruited me and went into management fairly quickly moved to the East Coast to New Jersey and New York area okay. to launch that region. Wow, and became a um, a buyer. And uh, I was yep. a buyer back there for a couple of years and then came back to San Diego, managed, then bought again. So, okay. uh, you know, over that course of 10 years, it, it, it raised me up in a, in a culture of great customer service, uh, great uh, platinum service, and uh, high quality and integrity. And uh, the customer is always right. So, in my philosophy and what we do in our practice, the customer's always right. Mm. But you asked me how I got into this business, not not Nordstrom, so. Yeah, but I'm
0: fascinated by everyone's <laughs> background. That's super
1: important. Yes, yes. So um, at that point, when I left at the 10-year markish time, um, I had had my second child already, and mm-hmm. uh, he had some difficulties. He had some complications at birth, and uh, we were in ho- doctor's offices, hospitals, different types of things, and today you would see him, and you would never know that he had any kind of, um, you know, Challenges. Medical challenges and things yeah. like this, and I and I didn't want to raise them that way either. Right. Uh, so so uh, I just said I had to make a change. I wanted to be a store manager and move on. And it's kind of an interesting story because with Nordstrom, I was looking at a few things today, and they're opening up their first um, store in Manhattan for the for the women's division. And um, I saw friends that are actually a part of that that I hired in the company all those years ago. And yeah. we're talking like you know thirty years ago. So okay. so uh, it, it's been fascinating to be on this. Journey, but um, I couldn't be more grateful to my industry because I have such a passion for it that I want to help educate. Yeah, and I want to help you know show people even even if they're working for a company, how do they actually figure out what their benefits are? Mm. You know, what's this thing called a four hundred one k or a four hundred three b or a TSA right. or a TSP, and uh, what does that mean to me? Because uh, now the consumer has gotten into a position where they don't know how to make those decisions, and they're doing it all on their own. They're kind of do it yourselfers, but they have. No idea about what Wall Street is. They have no idea how how much life insurance to get to protect their family. Um, they have no idea what disability protection is, and and they're thinking about all these things. They have to make these decisions, but they don't have a financial coach or a leader to help them make yeah. those decisions. So, and that brings me back to my Nordstrom years too, because I had two small children, I was married, and uh, you know, I looked at, I said, well, I've got to make all these decisions about all these employee benefits, and I don't know what a financial plan is. I don't know what healthcare right. directives I don't know are. This is. I don't know what any of that stuff is, and so. Uh, I had someone walk by me at that time and say, well, you know, this is what I do, but we can't tell you because there's a liability. So, again, another reason of my passion is where, you know, if you are a successful person working for a company and you have benefits and you don't know how to make those decisions, it's important for us to give you some knowledge to do that. But right. everyone's afraid to do it because right. they're afraid that if you did the wrong thing or you didn't follow the right advice. That you made a mistake. Yep. so it started with that. It started with being recruited into the financial services arena. I started with Met Life Insurance, um, okay. and it was a, a very large company. I was mentored by the number one, you know, uh, advisor in the in the United States, which was great. I was mentored through what they call the Million Dollar Roundtable uh, program, and I learned very quickly. You know, I was called the diamond in the rough. And I I have to say, I believe that, but I also learned how I wanted to work in this industry and how I never wanted to work in this industry. And I never wanted to have a deceit type of situation. And I'm not saying that MetLife was a deceit situation. It was just some of the people that were working there. Sure. So uh, it's not about just making money. I really want to change people's lives for the better. And so when I left uh, the MetLife, I went to a company called Guardian, which is a New York based company. And they taught me actually how to become independent. Mm. So uh, I was probably in the industry for about three, four years. I became completely independent, opened up my own practice, my own firm, and uh, became very uh, universal to all the different types of companies and relationships and, you know, Wall Street pieces that I could actually bring to my clientele. Mm. And I did it with a strength of, gosh, I want to do the right thing for the consumer. If I do the right thing, the money will come, the business will come, sure. uh, the benefits will come. And, you know, since uh, now over 20 years, we have helped well over 2000 couples out there and families and businesses owners and individuals and uh, it, it couldn't have been a bigger blessing in my life just because I've seen what it's done to create these positive changes in so many other people's lives.
0: Phenomenal. Yes, so I love kind of my it, yeah and I, I, I love the fact that you know you took your your retail background mm-hmm. and putting the customer first mm-hmm. and that platinum service mm-hmm. and carry that with you into mm-hmm. your business life mm-hmm. and I mean having served over 2,000 clients that's mm-hmm. tremendous mm-hmm. you know and You're putting education first. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have these stories in this past about money, and it it elicits all these memories. Oh, yeah. And it's it's clear to me that you're teaching people to kind of break that paradigm around Mm -hmm. money, and how do we take what you have today and create what you want for the future?
1: Right.
0: Without making, you know, massive mistakes. Or as you say, there are no mistakes. Maybe there's just different pivot points. Mm
1: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and along the journey, there's a lot of things you learn, Sure. you know, for good, for for not so good. But um, you take all that so you can actually relate that to people that you're speaking with. Wow. So I've taken every experience in my life and given that to the place in, you know, someone else's life that I might be able to relate with them, I might be able to connect with them. And I try to make a very complicated process of learning how to work with your finances very simple. Yeah. So simplicity and clarity is the biggest part of the journey working with people and getting them to feel that they can actually open up about something they're so vulnerable about. You know, talking about money, finances, their well being, how they're getting their kids to college, if they can get them there, how to pay off student loan debt that they've had for 20, 30 years, um, but also how to buy their first home or buy multiple homes or buy businesses. Uh, how do you do all those things? And so uh, in our firm, which is Copia Wealth Management Insurance Services, and we have the advisory side too, which is Copia Wealth Management Advisors Incorporated, uh, we're housed in the same location here in Mission Valley, but we're known across the country and a little bit outside of the country too Mm. so we have clients all over the place um, and we love it because we don't have to just be prone to working with someone face-to-face which we love that's probably our very first thing to do yeah but we're able to work with people even remotely you know with the you know advances of technology right you know um, internet skype all those pieces but it's about getting more knowledge and awareness out there and and helping people with you know the big decisions that they make
0: sure like retirement planning i know that's important you on Mm -hmm. here Losses hurt you more than gains help you. Talk yes. about that a little bit.
1: Yes. So one of the questions I'll ask people when I first meet with them, let's say they've had uh, their 401k and, or their retirement plan or, or yeah. just a regular investment plan. And I say, well, how well do you understand Wall Street? Hmm. And everyone looks at me pretty much with the same answer. I, may have, I might have one out of 100 people that say, oh, I get it. You know, I totally understand it. I'm like, well, why are you here? But the other 99% look at me and they say, I don't understand it at all. The majority, some of the, yeah, yes, the majority of the United States population has no idea how Wall Street works. Sure. But believe me, I Wall believe Street it. knows how Wall Street works. Of course. So we have a conversation. And in the beginning of our book, which is Wealth by Design, I talk about this philosophy. And it's about um, we do business with banks. We do business mm-hmm. with financial institutions. We do business with the government even before we even get to touch our money in most cases. And we do businesses with our lifestyle. So our money is pretty much gone every single month before we even had a chance to get a hold of it. And it's because we've made these decisions to try and make sure that we've done everything right, but we don't know. So the sacrifices of today will actually pay off for the for the future that we all want. So back to your question about, you know, how well do you understand Wall Street and why retirement planning is so important and obviously why losses hurt you more than gains help you. Most people, when they're actually trying to design a portfolio of what they want for their future, they're looking at the average rate of return of that portfolio Mm. or that mutual fund or that ETF or that stock um, or that managed account by a wealth manager. They're looking at what's the average rate of return. That's actually an error of what we should be looking at. Most people say, gosh, well, if I can get an average rate of return of eight to 10%, that's great. Well, here's, here's an how much analogy it cost for you. you. Yeah, here's an analogy for you. So if you had one foot in ice cold water and one foot in scalding hot water that's gonna burn you, your average is lukewarm. Right. That's pretty much how Wall Street works. Yeah. Wall Street understands how Wall Street works. The average consumer doesn't. And the average consumer is the one that takes the hits. Mm. So what we focus on are the losses. Whether it's a mutual fund, whether it's a stock, whether it's a uh, ETF or whether um, it might be a, a wealth managed account, a private wealth strategy managed account. We look at how the losses were in the bad times and throughout the portfolio and to see could we actually sustain those losses and recover from them quickly. You know, back in 2000, which was the dot-com bubble, 2001, you know, we had 9-11, 2002 was the um, corporate corruption, which was Arthur Anderson and WorldCom. We lost in that period of time in the S&P 500 over 46%. The average consumer lost between 50 and 60%. Yeah. When we look back at what they had in their portfolios. Then we go back to 2008. Boy, 2008 can't happen again, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, everyone's thinking it's coming soon, you know, sooner than later. Uh, but in 2008, we had a loss in the S&P 500 at the end of the year at 37%, but the average consumer lost between 50 and 60% again. Why is this? Cost, fees, transactions, expenses. They yeah. don't, you know, these companies that you're doing business with, they don't, they don't pay those for you. They transfer all those cost fees and expenses to you. So if you don't know how the playing of the game is, you have to kind of see, well, can I sustain a 50, 60% loss? Again, from 2000 to 2002 to 2008, we had about five and a half, six years before things went wrong. Well, we kind of got back up to even, Right. but then when we went down right again, how long did it take to come back up where we were actually even again? It's what they call the lost decade. OK, yeah. that last decade was really more than more than 10 years It was probably 10, 12, 13 years for a lot of people's portfolios. I even look at these things and I see that some people still haven't even recovered from 2000. Yeah. Wow. So that's the that, that's what destroys retirements. That's mm-hmm. what destroys lives right now when we're dependent upon this money to grow. And losses have to be measured, analyzed to say, OK, are you willing to have a loss of 50 to 60 percent? Or what if you're in a four percent loss ratio? Could you handle a 4%? Right. Because in a 4% ratio, and it could be something that yields a great return too, but in a 4% ratio, could you recover from that a lot sooner than 10, 12, 13 years?
0: Right. Right. How are you helping people assess the risk? You know, because we hear that word risk Mm -hmm. and some people have, well, I think I'm risk adverse or, you know, they have their own opinion of it. And then they they meet someone like you who's a professional and a financial coach and it's like. No, this is how we need to analyze it. Yes. To get to where you say you want to get to.
1: So you kind of already cut to the chase with the with the answer because what we do is a risk analysis. Oh wow. We see what they're invested in. Yeah. They every single person tells me, yes, I think another 2008 is going to happen next door. You know, I think it's going to happen right. tomorrow. I think it's going to happen next year. It's all this crystal ball knowledge that we just don't have the actual pinpointed date. Right. If we did, the day before, we'd all go into cash. Right. Right. So so in this scenario, we'll do a risk analysis of what they have invested in right now what we'll usually find is that they're all this is a big word correlated to Mm -hmm. what they what the actual s&p 500 is doing whether it's risk adverse and they think they're in bonds because they just want income Mm -hmm. whether they're in stocks and they think that you know nothing's going to affect them but they want dividends you know we'll look at those pieces and we'll say okay well your history shows this of what the losses are and that's not necessarily a you know a final indication of what you're going to expect but if it's gone through it once twice three times maybe four times maybe five times over that course of the last you know 18 years then then we have to maybe take you know note of that and say if you're risk adverse we've got to get out of that risk so we'll do an analysis of each single you know Um, whatever investment they're in, whether it's mutual funds, stock portfolio, whatever, we'll do that and show them what the past is and say, okay, if you had been with us, we were in what we call private wealth strategies, which is really only the way you can go through this is through entree, through an investment advisor that's a fiduciary to work with those types of programs to say, okay, if if a 4% ratio is okay with you, you've got $100,000 that went down by 4%, went down by $4,000. Can we recover from that in weeks, days, or months? The answer right. is yes. Yeah. We'll have a faster recovery period and that way we don't have to worry about the loss of time because I don't care how old you are. Nobody has enough time. Right. Yeah. Right. We're not getting it back. No, we're not getting it back. You
0: you mentioned a word that I think is just so important and I know we're we're getting down on time is fiduciary. Okay. Maybe explain to our listeners, you know, what a fiduciary is mm-hmm. and what are some questions they should be asking prospective financial planners
1: okay that's a great question because most people don't know what a fiduciary is a fiduciary is really someone that is doing something in the best interest of the consumer of Mm. their client they have to they have to look at the whole plethora of different companies assets positions and really make sure that they're looking at the risk analysis of that individual now Most people think, well, gosh, an agent should be a fiduciary. And I'll just explain the difference between the two. So if you have an agent or a broker, they're not fiduciaries, Mm. okay? Um, And just think about this. So let's say, I'm gonna bring up, um, you know, um, Blue Cross Blue Shield health insurance, okay? I might be licensed to sell it, but I don't do it. But here's the one thing is, if someone's working for Blue Cross Blue Shield, can they show you all the other insurances that are available and give you options one, two, three, or four, whatever? Right. A fiduciary, has to show you options one, two, three, four, show you what's in your best interest with no interest to themselves. They're Mm. fee-based, they're worth every penny, and they give you an unbiased uh, structure based on what your goals are. They're goals-based. It's not something that a product is gonna be sold here. It's goals-based based based on what you have, you know, your desires for today, your desires for tomorrow, your desires for retirement, your desires for your legacy and your estate plan. It has to be goals-based.
0: Love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, just in this conversation, I'm so clear that, you know, you're putting your heart first for your customers and that's refreshing. Unfortunately, not everyone in the financial industry operates that way. Um, I wanna talk a little bit more about the book, as I know we're starting to get short on time. No problem. Wealth by Design, folks. Ways to Love Your Retirement. Why should we get this? What's in it?
1: Well, my passion behind the book was to really bring a process together, a system together, and have someone be able to read that information within an hour or less.
0: I love it. Within an hour or less. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is my kind of book.
1: Yes, and if you can't read it, it's also available on Audible, so you can listen <gasps> to me speak to you in the car, if you like. Perfect. Uh, but really, the passion there is to show you simple things, and yeah. uh, 99.9% of all the people that have ever read this book, and we, we have a lot of testimonials on ElizabethDawson.com yep. about the book, uh, that they say, I've not thought about all these things, yeah. not altogether." Yeah. Because we think, oh I've gotta get that. It's kinda like I gotta go paint my car, but I need to put gas in it and all these other things. No, well you don't wanna figure out how the how the car works. You just wanna make sure it's serviced, right? Exactly. Your financial situation has to be about you, but it has to be also about what's important to you. And what about when one of you isn't there? You know, if you're married and or you have a partner and that person's no longer there, what happens to your income? The average person loses about 54% of their income. I don't know about you, but that's worse than any kind of market crash. Yeah. So it's addressing those pieces. And that gives you more of a simplicity approach to it. It's not that it's not foolproof, but it's just scratching the surface. But yes, uh, Wealth by Design, it's available on Amazon. You can get it through our website, ElizabethDawson.com. And it's Elizabeth with an S, not a Z. So if you're looking for Elizabeth with a Z out there, you won't find me. But uh, Elizabeth with an S Dawson.com. And you can see a lot of the pieces there. And you can also see the information about our podcast and everything else.
0: Fantastic! So, folks, you're going to want to go to Amazon. Check that out. Wealth by Design. We're also going to give away several copies on our social media, on the Rise Up Network. Make sure that you jot down, put in your phone, ElizabethDawson.com. Elizabeth, what are some parting words for our network? You know, I'm listening to this. You know, we have a wide range of of listeners in our audience. What are a couple of things that you would want people to
1: take away from this conversation that will make a difference for them? A big piece is do not procrastinate. Mm. That's the biggest. This might sound interesting to you. It might say, gosh, that's sparking my attention. But the the number one problem we have today is procrastination. No one's going to do this for you, even if you want them to. But you need to work with a true financial coach, a financial fiduciary, someone that's gonna be on your team to get this done. Now, one thing I know about successful people, you may already have a financial advisor in your world. But I'll tell you this, they're not me. We're fairly rare in what we do, yep. but at the same time, most successful people have maybe two or three different advisors sure. that are helping them maximize you know, what they're trying to accomplish.
0: What are a couple of questions they should be asking to see if they have the right kind of
1: advisor? Have they done a risk analysis? Okay. Have they done a side-by-side analysis of what their income looks like while they and their partner, their spouse is alive, and then what it looks like when one of them dies? Do they have enough guaranteed income coming in in retirement to accomplish their goals each and every month. You know, is their plan completely goals-based? If it's not, and it's based on someone else's recommendation to say, just listen to me and trust me. No, you wanna know, you wanna have great education, you want someone that's taking their time with you so that you have a greater knowledge. So ask yourself, am I getting the time I need or am I just seeing my advisor once every couple of years? That's not the answer. Let alone enough life happens in two weeks let alone two years. So take action. It is about taking action. And, and you know, if um, any of your listeners want a uh, net worth statement, uh, there is a piece that we have that we can give them and we'll be happy to help them with their net worth statement. A lot of people don't necessarily know what that is. Love it. Yes. Um, we talk about social security maximization. Okay. You know, there's over 10,000 choices you can choose with social security. So we have a download that we can give them out. You know, they're welcome to give us a call to our office. Wow. And, and, how, and
0: how do they get a hold of you?
1: Sure. So so they can call us at 619-640-2622. Have them mention the show. Great. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give them a complimentary consultation. and We'll see where we go from there. We might give them some more freebies, too.
0: Fabulous. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Sure.
0: Elizabeth Dawson, thank you so much for sharing the knowledge. Thank you for sharing your heart and the way that you operate. It is fantastic. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Can we get you to come back on the show in the future? I oh, would love to. I think we're just skimming the surface here. We get a lot more to cover. <laughs> Folks, you're going to want to put this in your phone and write this down, elizabethdawson.com. Bottom line is reach out to her, reach out to her company, get educated. It sounds like they have a wealth of tools, no pun intended, but a lot of tools and resources that you can take advantage of. Information is the key. Number two is action. Stop procrastinating. You've been listening to the Rise Up Network. Get out there and rise up.